The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 678 of Farlands or Bust, for your Sunday, April 8th, 2018. That happened on purpose. The the eights matching up. Purpose. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, uh... Secure the last episode's hidey hole. Get rid of some some junk. I got all these cookies I'm never going to eat. <laughs> oh, I need wooden planks. What did I run out of wooden planks? Um, but yeah, episode 678. Let's continue west here in Minecraft beta 1.7.3. And let's continue raising money for charity, direct relief charity, that is. We're trying to raise $50,000 this season, season 7. And we're already 28% of the way there, which is crazy. We're up to $14,260.31. Go to farlandsorbust.com to learn more about the series, the charity, and to track the progress as well as donate yourself if you are able. That is much appreciated. Look at this wolf. Look at this wolf. Look at it jump. Jump, jump, wolf. That's what they do. Um, yeah, farlandsabus.com. Much appreciated. When you donate, you can ask a question. Got a lot of good questions here. They're all they're all starting to pile up. Got to stop. Got to stop going off on tangents. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's go off on a tangent. Uh, actually, a few things. A few things. I noticed that. Actually. I just realized that I should probably get that wood before I forget before the end of the episode, so let's do that really quick. But I noticed pretty frequently here in the last few episodes on YouTube, in the comments section, that's right, I still look at the comments. Quite a few, what I assume are new viewers, asking me to press F3. F3, for those of you who are aware, or perhaps who aren't aware is probably the way I meant to say that sentence, uh, brings up the Minecraft debug screen, pretty much. Gives you a bunch of statistics about the version of the game and how much memory it's using, etc., etc. But one of the things it also displays is your coordinates in the world. If the center of the world is made of nougat... No, (laughs) if the center of the world is 0-0... You tend to spawn into a world when you say create new world near zero zero, not necessarily at zero zero, but near zero zero. Uh, then going out there in the x, y, and z coordinates, the numbers get bigger. You get the x, y. Y is up and down. X and z is is north, north and uh, west, I guess. North and east. Am I negative? Can't look now. Uh, but anyway, 
I don't do that on a regular basis because that is kind of the one big deal, the one big uh, reward for reaching our charity goals. And like I said, we're already 28% of the way to our $50,000 goal for direct relief. So when we do raise that amount, we hold the Flobathon livestream where I'll basically do this for eight hours on Twitch. And then at the end of which, we all, we all gather around and press F3 together. We choose a nice spot where we can then build a monument. The last monument was a, a grand tree. Prior to that, we've had spirals, lava tubes. Ooh, like that. That would be a fantabulous place for, for, a, uh, for a monument. Somehow risk my life climbing up to the top to press F3. Um, yeah. They've been little houses. Always sort of signifying something significant from from the season. Pink sheep. We're gathering a bunch of... We haven't seen... Have we not seen... I've not seen any pink sheep since we started raising money. This season. I'm not carrying any pink wool. Have I not been collecting it? Is that... Have I said that was last season's thing? I just kind of realized that now. We've, I, I've not come across any pink sheep. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> um, a good way to keep track is to pick up the pink wool. But yeah, that's that's what we do. That's what we do. So yeah, I don't press F3. The last time we did press F3 for the uh, charity goal was uh, last season. Pressed F3 and we were at 3 million... 116,936 blocks from spawn. 24.8% of the way to the Farlands. We did press it two more times since then. Once because we were having a little bit of fun. We wanted to find the pi number, 314. Um, and then another time I did so on my own in private to share an updated number with the Guinness World Record folks to publish in the next edition of the gaming uh, world records book since we are still we are still the longest journey in Minecraft had to give them as, as up to date of a uh, number as I could and I did so on the uh, the anniversary the seven year anniversary of, of Farlands or bust starting which was March 6th March 6th <laughs> I remember I remember these things. Very important dates. But yeah, I do appreciate <clears throat> this bubble in my throat. <clears throat> I'm good. I do appreciate uh, if you are new and checking out the series. Welcome, welcome. You got you got plenty of videos you can catch up on. This is episode 678. <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, I mean, they're all there for the watching if you want to and for reference. But they're not relevant anymore. A lot of the topics aren't relevant. I don't even feel like the Kurt J. Mac is relevant. Uh, and even the audience is, is, is not relevant. Because <laughs> uh, we've, all, we've all grown up and changed in the past seven years. Um, but it's nice to have that archive there, I guess. You know what else isn't relevant? Segway! <laughs> uh, my one-car garage. My one-car garage is no longer relevant. That's right. I've been talking about it, discussing it, 
the last few episodes, the last few years, uh, the last decade. Uh, talking about getting getting a. I've called it a fun car. I've called it just a second car, a classic car, a, a car to learn on, and that I've done, and that I've done indeed. It's been acquired earlier this week from a private party. It is an old vehicle. It is over 40 years old. And I'm not yet saying what it is. <laughs> I've not yet said what it is because I would like to do so in a vlog. I also need to kind of learn how to drive it. It's a manual transmission and I've never driven manual transmission. Correction, I've driven manual transmission once and that was this past Monday <laughs> when I drove the car home. Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Monday. It was Monday. Was it Monday? Monday. <laughs> Let's call it Monday. Um, yeah, I pretty much drove it home. It was like, I don't know, six blocks, you know, half a mile, kilometer maybe, from where I, I picked it up in a public place as you should do with all private transactions. I'd met the guy once before already, I already mentioned that, where I went and saw it with uh, less cubes came with. Um, but but actually pulled 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 the uh, pulled pulled the uh, pulled the punches, <laughs> went ahead with it, dove off the board, and now it's in my garage, and it's official because I actually went to the uh, licensing department and uh, transferred the title and everything. <laughs> uh, gotta make sure that that's all on the up and up, all the paperwork goes through. But yeah, I'd like to do a, a vlog to introduce it um, instead of just blurting out what it is. Uh, it's nothing. It's not a. It's not a sports car. It's not. It's not something that's like very ex extremely valuable. It's not a race car. It's. It, I, I don't even think I could consider it a, 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 a sexy car. You know, it's not like it's not that cla like. Oh, you're gonna get a cool car. You're gonna get a convertible. Or you know, uh, gonna get a, a this that or the other. But it's a good, it was a good beginner car, a good fit, I feel like. Simple, small, uh, two-door. I, I wanted a coupe. I, I do prefer coupes. And honestly, the uh, the Subaru Crosstrek is the first four-door car I've ever owned. And I honestly kind of wish it was a coupe. But for practicality's sake, it's, it's it works. And that's the other thing. Uh, let's go to sleep. Let's go to sleep. And uh, we will continue in the morning. And awakeness. I'll probably hold on a minute. I need a glass of water. My I just bleh. I need to remind myself to make that the end end of the episode <laughs> sound clip. But uh I don't want to like say too much because then I won't have anything to say in the vlog. But uh Cone Dodger was recently talking in one of his driving vlogs about how I seem very practical and reserved. Reserved is the wrong word, maybe. Either way, and I've talked about this before, uh, in 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 my purchases, in in my decisions, in my my money management, and even just life. The most, probably the most haphazard and, and uh, 
knee-jerk decisions I've made have been about moving to various places, and even and even those were months and months in the making. Um, you know, moving up here to Seattle. So I think I think even even in the end, even though sure purchasing a forty-year-old car is completely unnecessary, I I even turned that decision into the most sensible and reserved decision and choice I could have possibly made. I think, but that's good. That's good. It, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's uh, an uncomplicated machine. Uh, it's because it's not like a super fancy desirable marketable classic car it, it came incredibly affordably um versus getting say a, a, a different car that i've been keeping my eyes on or something that i would consider to be like ooh hot or, or, or a sports car or uh, blah 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 but uh but yeah so yeah we 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 did that and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you all. But like I said, I need to learn how to drive it first. I keep wanting to just take it out to a parking lot and, you know, learn the whole clutch situation <laughs> uh, a little bit calmer than I did on the way home. I stalled it a few times. More than a few times. But uh, made it home in one piece. It was raining as well. I don't want to, I basically don't want to drive it in the rain anymore. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a trailer queen. It, it, it's not that type of car. But I just, I, I just, uh, I want to try to keep it clean. Basically, uh, if it gets a little wet now and then, that's that's okay. But I'm not gonna deliberately. Oh, it's pouring outside here in Seattle. Let's go for a drive. Um, so I'm basically, I'm waiting for the weather to get better. It would also have been nice if it was on the weekend, because then like all the business lots that are out here would be empty because. People don't work at those places on the weekend. Um, but then Cone coming coming back with the, the top tip. During the week, churches, church parking lots are empty. Uh, so I think I, in the area, have a good idea of a church parking lot I can very easily get to and then just practice, you know, releasing the clutch. Reversing, reversing was tough. <laughs> I didn't, I never imagined I would have to reverse the first time I would ever be driving a uh, a manual transmission, um, but uh, but yeah, I did it. I cleaned it out already. It's in the garage. I like went through it with the with a vacuum. Got a bunch of free change. <laughs> um, there's it's it's mechanically at least seems and drives sound uh, surprisingly rust free. Uh, the interior does need a lot of work. Bad carpet, dashboards cracked to hell, missing like some visors and like the dome light and and possibly even the center armrest console thing that it may or may not have ever had. Um, it does it it does have a cracked windshield, which is uh, on the on the list of the first things. But anyway, I'm gonna stop talking about it because uh, I'll I'll introduce it to you uh, in a vlog, and and uh, and and with further uh, you know kind of projects. We've got the driving vlogs, we've got the hiking vlogs, and now we can have uh, the uh, the classic car updates and vlogs. I just need to get a really big whiteboard. <laughs> just need to get a big, really big whiteboard to, to write down all my plans. So yeah. Indeed. 
Let's answer some questions from donors to Direct Relief, why don't we? A very generous donation. They're all generous, don't get me wrong. They're all generous. Every, you know, dollar counts. But it would it would be remiss if I didn't call out the above and beyond donations, like previously an anonymous donor gave $10,000. Uh, very generously, Antonio here. Go oh God! Antonio, why? <laughs> Wait. Oh God. Ah. <laughs> uh. Are we safe? No, we're not safe. That was a panic shot. Is it a spawner? No, it's just a random, random jerk. As I was saying, Wolfie, thank you for defending me. Uh, bloop. Antonio coming through with a very generous donation, helping out direct relief. Asks, one of your first videos I saw was Heading Out West. That is one of my first videos ever. Um, and I'm amazed at how far you've come in both Minecraft and real life. Thank you for all you've done. Well, thank you, Antonio, for watching for so long and for this very generous donation to the charity. My question is, what are your thoughts on astrology? Oh boy. <laughs> Getting into those sensitive topics. Uh, astrology is bad. <laughs> it's bad. There, there certainly can be argument to say that it's entertainment, that it's, it's all in good fun, and I, I, that's, you know, if anybody, like, starts talking astrology or saying this or saying that they're following their stars or Mars is in recession or Mercury or whatever, um, I, I, I don't, like, stand up and get in an argument and be like, well, actually, um, but in general, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's bad practice, I think. Even in good fun, even in jest, to... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic here, because even some people that I know and enjoy the company of are into, you know, astrology and this, that, or the other. And I certainly don't like them any less as human beings. Um, but I'm also just not going to, like, start to pontificate to them about the ways that science <laughs> has that all figured out. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, uh, I mean, there is, there is harm that, that has been done and can be done. Uh, there's certainly economic harm. There, there are companies and people who essentially use the guise of astrology or the stars or being psychics or whatever uh, depth into it you might want to put it uh, to, to basically prey on those who might not be aware or might not or might be in vulnerable situations and looking for answers um, and there's even there's a website I think it still exists called what's the harm that is essentially a, a skeptics 
website that looks at all the various different types of uh, pseudosciences. And yes, you can say, what's the harm? But then it gives blatant examples. Uh, I think as far as astrology is concerned, uh, one of the examples they use, I don't, you'll have to look it up. This is just off my very bad memory. There was a, a president of a small country in in Asia or Africa or something who was very superstitious and hired a, like, government astrologist to read, like, numbers and things and based, based on the astrology reading made some ch economic changes in, like, the currency or, or the country's debt or something. Uh, which essentially bankrupt the entire country. <laughs> and uh, I think he ended up getting the astrologer, like, killed for, for doing that or something like that. Uh, you know, you know, people went poor and lost businesses and went hungry and blah, 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 blah. Um, that's obviously we're not all the leaders of a country who are going to sway decisions like that. But it, it's just good practice to... Uh, to not fall victim... Or to not even give credence to those sorts of things. Um, because as a society as a whole, then we can, we would be able to, like, we'd be able to recognize and ignore the next big swindle that comes along. Uh, or, or look at other situations skeptically that, uh, that might not be, that might not, you know, be legitimate and might be preying on others, um, and it's 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 let's let's go to sleep. Speaking of astrology, let's look at where the stars are and see which direction we should go next. West, we're gonna go west as always. West. And awakeness. It, I mean, just the fact that. Most newspapers, I'm not sure about other countries, but most newspapers here in America have a dedicated daily or weekly section devoted to astrology. It says something about the culture, right? Um, it, 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 there's no dedicated section about astronomy that gives you the uh, up-to-date daily findings in astronomy or what the Curiosity rover did last week or is that another skeleton? They're out to get us today. They're angry. It's angry skeletons. They're all astrologists. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna go around handing out pamphlets to everybody who I think believes in astrology to tell them how they're living their lives wrong. But at the same time, if if I myself don't perpetuate that, then then hopefully that knowledge spreads further. And the same thing goes for uh, for other uh, of the pseudosciences uh, that are probably even in, in situations more harmful than than astrology. Your your homeopathy is, is extremely harmful. And there's, you know, think about the ways that's weaseled its way into even modern medicine. What, there were stories, isn't the, the, the NHS, the UK's health service, uh, 
was like allowing for homeopathic treatments. I think they might have changed that recently, but that's that's nutty. That's not at all what it should be. Uh, that or, or, or chiropractic, uh, a, a chiropractor's. Um, you got to be careful with that stuff when the actual. If you look up the origin of the practice of chiropractic, chiro, chiropractors, chiropactory, <laughs> uh, chiropracti, octopi, octopuses. Um, it, it was started because the the person who invented. It said that, oh, doing this to your spine can cure cancer, it can cure this, it can cure a depression, you know. It's not just about back pain or, or, or whatever, it's like aligning your vertebrae will, we'll, we'll, you know, will we'll immunize you against the measles. You know, I don't know how far he went, but it was really ridiculous stuff. Uh, I'm seeing similar stuff with that cupping, which is bloodletting. Um, that's... That's pseudoscience, and there was a big brouhaha about the Summer Olympians were showing up with cupping scars and, and stuff, and uh, it, it, yeah, just, you know, imagine if they showed up and started talking about astrology. Well, the stars said that, you know, it's it's the perpetuation of that culture that I think needs to, uh, you need to be careful about. Oh, you know, oh, what's what's the harm? But before you know it, you know, there's uh, there's people in leadership who suddenly are, are making decisions about your community and your life who, who, who are looking to the stars, who are dialing up psychic hotlines uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't subscribe. I think the uh, one of the best kind of scientific dismissals of astrology. One of the th ways astrologers try to legitimatize their practice is like, oh, everything, you know, you, you as a scientist, everything has gravity, right? Uh, we're being we're affected not only by the gravity of the earth, but the gravity of the moon, the tides, and the gravity of the sun, and uh, the gravity of the planets uh, affect, you know, it's all, you know, it is, that's true, affecting us. But the fact of the matter is, where Mars is in the sky when you're born, Mars, yeah, Mars in the sky has a, a gravitational effect on you. But when you're born, the doctor delivering you from your mother has more gravitational effect on you than Mars does, based just on distance. Yeah, Mars is a lot bigger and has... If you're at its surface, you know, seven-tenths Earth gravity, but because it's millions of miles away, is it millions? Yeah, it's millions. Uh, it, it, uh, the, the effect is minuscule compared to, say, the keyboard in front of you, or your phone that you're holding has gravity, it's pulling on you, uh, you know. Uh, so that, if, if that's your defense, then get bunked, get debunked. <laughs> Anyway, but thank you very much, Antonio. I've talked about this before in uh, Farlands of Bust, but always, always good to bring it back. Babass asks, in regards to the old automobile acquisition, what is the most maintenance-heavy thing you own or have ever owned? Ooh, that's tough. 
probably computers. If you if you also consider software problems to be maintenance, uh, computers, replacing hardware, installing hardware, building your own computers. I've been fairly lucky uh, with computers, but certainly now that I'm like backing up things three different times, I've lost data before. You know, now that I. Uh, have two computers. I, I've realized the problems of only having one and being out of service. Uh, weird stuff like that, you know. I'm, I'm constantly tweaking <laughs> overclocking settings and, and heat and thermal stuff. And was, was this water cooler a good idea? Should I have gotten an air cooler? Blah, 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 blah. Probably computers. Um, maybe my first car because it was old. I had to replace the alternator and the battery at some point. Uh, the interior started falling apart. The sh shock popped through the well in the back, the wheel well. Uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then even my the, the second car, the old... Uh, uh, the old Chevy, uh, what the heck was it? It's a, uh, uh, Cavalier. Had a lot of problems. Uh, had to get the whole dashboard instrument cluster replaced because the speedometer and tachometer would go around in circles. It's good times, good times. But those, like, those items I didn't maintain myself, so I don't know if those count. I took those to the dealer to get fixed. The Subaru. I've had zero problems with the Subaru. I might get. I might have to. They, they told me my battery seemed a little bit underpowered the last time I got the oil changed, which makes sense. In in the Arizona heat, batteries tend to lose their power faster, so I might have to get the battery replaced. But I've had no problems of any kind on the Subaru. It's still under warranty, so whatever. But knock 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 on wood. Um. So yeah, computers, houses, do houses count? <laughs> really hadn't had, well, yeah, the roof started leaking in that one. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, t I tend to, uh, if, if something becomes too much maintenance needy, I'll, I'll replace it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't put up with shenanigans or Stuff like that. Which we'll have to find out about with this new car, how that goes. But that's, again, that's one of the reasons why I, I wanted to choose something that drives well. That I'm not going to have to do a bunch of body work with. The interior is going to be interesting, trying to track down parts. Um, you know, little stuff. Uh, the dome light, like I said, this trim piece, that whatever doodad. Um... But no, I um, I don't think I've really had like a thing that I can specifically complain about about that. But thank you very much, Babas, for the donation and the question. Capybara Cosmonaut asks if breakfast were a breakfast food, which one would it be? I thought about this, and it would probably be. Huevos Rancheros, because it's just a bunch of stuff 
smushed and crashed and mixed together in a in a in a just a, a calamitous pile. <laughs> and that's how I that's how I picture Huevos Rancheros. It's like a open-faced taco, but also scrambled eggs and sausage, chorizo, and salsa and peppers and onions and Whatever else goes in Huevos Rancheros. Beans, I think, sometimes. Rice, I don't know. Just mix it all up and mash it together and stuff it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, that, that, my friends, is the breakfast food of breakfast. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna have to go with that. Like an omelette is too nice. Maybe a scrambler. But I think the huevos is just like so many different things put together that it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Well, we're not making our uh, hidey hole there, that's for sure. How about over here? I hear more skeletons! Ooh, this is a nice little uh, outcropping. Wolfie, right? Boop. Indeed! I didn't get through quite as many questions as I thought I would. We're, we're getting backed up here, but don't let that stop you from going to farlandsbus.com. Spooky noises to donate to Direct Relief. Remember, Direct Relief is helping to further the availability, affordability of health care and health care-related Items for those in need and those in emergencies, I can't see. And learn more at their website, directrelief.org, I believe. Or by going to farlandsorbus.com. I've got some links to there as well. Thank you, everybody, who continues donating and who has donated. Boop, boop, boop. And keep an eye out for that vlog. With the reveal. <laughs> the reveal of the... Kurt Carr. <laughs> I it's nothing you imagine. It's nothing you imagine indeed. I actually have to give my dad a call to let him know too. <laughs> and it's going to be nothing. Nothing he imagines. I'm gonna tell him and he's gonna I guarantee you uh he's gonna go, a what? <laughs> That's my dad's reaction. I can guarantee it. Oh man. Because my dad knows I'm into cars, but he knows I'm into like hot rods and like muscle cars and old American cars and stuff. But none of those will fit in my garage. Oh boy! Right, Wolfie. Right. Thank you once again for watching and for all your support. I hope y'all y'all had a good weekend and have a good week. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. <laughs> I need to remind myself to make that the end, end of the episode <laughs> sound clip.